1: Hi there, you're listening to More Than Potential. I am your host, Faith. So guys, I want to talk about some things. <sighs> I, After a recent turn of events, I felt like it was necessary to talk about the Black Girl and Luxury movement and just have a general conversation about trends and patterns that I've noticed um, in the Black community as it pertains to the sort of superficial flex culture that we're in. And how it's probably going to hold us back. So let's get started. But wait, before I do, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I have some amazing reviews, all five-star ratings. It's truly been a great experience for me doing this podcast and getting such amazing feedback. So if you love the podcast and you're listening to this for the first time, be sure to like and share. Be sure to go let your friends know about the podcast and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are fantastic and they're coming in hot. Um, That being said, I also have a YouTube channel. Feel free to watch the YouTube channel for smaller bits and pieces of much bigger conversations. So if you like the podcast, you'll probably like my YouTube channel. That being said, now let's really get into it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the black girl in luxury movement. Some of you don't even know anything about this. So I'm gonna have to go into a little bit of detail here. So basically the black girl and luxury movement, um, nobody really knows who started it, but it's basically like an accumulation of a lot of hashtags and trending sounds and things on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And it's supposed to showcase black women with luxury designer goods, um, luxury experiences and traveling. And so I believe the goal of the Black Girl in Luxury movement is to normalize seeing Black women in luxurious lifestyles. This is to counteract some of the negative portrayals of Black women in traditional media. So in an effort to fix this in the form of quote unquote corrective promotion, Black women are taking to social media to challenge traditional media's portrayals of them. Now, typically this is centered around dark-skinned Black women because dark-skinned Black women get the brunt of the negative portrayals in traditional media. But, you know, light-skinned women can participate too. The whole point is that you're unambiguously a black, cis, heterosexual woman. So some examples of this probably are, like, black women traveling. Sometimes you'll see, like, these TikToks of black women going to, like, exotic locations. You'll see black women with luxury bags, black women doing luxury shopping hauls. Um, uh, what else? Just that, that's basically the gist of it. Black women dating... Um, men who make a lot of more money than them. You'll see those a day in the life of a 28-year-old girl in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like those TikToks where the person shows you a supposed day in their life and they always have like some penthouse apartment and they go out to eat like two or three times that day. You know what I'm saying? Like those types of promotions and those sorts of like posts on social media that usually are sponsored. That being said, I would probably say that the Black Girl and Luxury movement is affiliated with hypergamy content that promotes dating men who make more money than you, femininity content where it's about Black women becoming more feminine in appearance and lifestyle, And divestment is kind of mixed in there too, which is a whole other conversation. If you want to learn more about femininity, hypergamy, and divestment, I have done episodes on the podcast about these topics and given my thoughts already, you can definitely go check that out on your own time. Good episodes. Divestment specifically was really good. So anyway, what's my issue? Now listen, I understand that like, What I'm saying may sound pretty chill, may sound obvious. It may be like, well, Faith, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with Black women having nice things? What's wrong with Black women, you know, showing off their designer stuff? Nothing. Nothing is inherently wrong with Black women having luxury items and goods and, and, you know, buying luxury experiences. Nothing is wrong with black women doing that. And I do believe that black women deserve nice things. So I'm not gonna say that I have a problem with that on an individual level, but we're not talking about things on an individual level. Now are we? Like I said, the black girl in luxury movement is more of a collective push to do something. And so when I see that, I have to look at the associated media and I have to think about what it means for society as a whole. And so I gotta be honest. Based on the, the, the problem, which is Black women's negative portrayal in traditional media, specifically dark-skinned Black women, we don't get shown in the best light. Is this movement an adequate solution for that? The answer is uncertain, unclear. I'm leaning with no. I'm leaning with it's probably not the best response or the best solution. And let me tell you why. I believe that some of the deeper issues associated with black women on a negative portrayal are not just how we look. I find that to be very superficial, um, and it's probably an issue, you know what I mean? So, for example, when we think about the negative portrayals of black women in traditional media, we usually think of, like, black women who are overweight, loud, quote-unquote ratchet, black women having kids out of wedlock, black women who, you know, can't seem to keep a man or don't get a man, Black women who are maybe working in the red light district. You know what I'm saying? Just like black women who are abusive. Um, is there anything else I can think of? Uh, maybe black women as slaves. That's a whole subgenre of movie. And typically those movies get, you know, awards. So there is a lot of motivation for people to make those sorts of films. So yeah, like those are some negative... Um, stereotypes. We can get into the Mammy stereotype, the Jezebel, the Sapphire stereotype. Those are like some archetypal examples of Black women's portrayal in in cinema historically. And they've just been categorized into those terms. I'm not going to get into that in this episode, but I just wanted to acknowledge that there is like some, some scholarship on this issue. So do I think that this is an adequate solution, creating a whole movement to post Black women having luxury experiences? No, I don't. Because there's a lot of deeper problems. It's one of the deeper issues that I've noticed with Black women in general is that, honestly, we do have an issue with superficiality. I I, I do. I think we don't think about the long-term consequences of the things that we do. So it could be superficialness, but also a lack of of strategic thinking, you know what I'm saying? I think you could probably make that argument and I would agree with you. Because here's the reality, right? A lot of us think that, and this is part of the flex culture that happens in African-American culture, but a lot of us think that the first thing that people see about us and the first thing that sticks with people and resonates with people is how we look. So we invest a lot of time and money into our effort and appearance. And this is like something historically that's always been the case. Black people always know how to look good. But you can look good and still be rotten on the inside. And what I'm finding is that a lot of times with this um, black women in luxury movement, it's not challenging that. Because I'm sick and tired of flex culture. I'm sick and tired of black folks flexing what they have because they think that that signifies something deeper to the dominant society than it actually does. I mean, think about it. We got rappers in music videos with chains that they don't own, chains that they leased, chains that they borrowed just for the music video. Celebrities, a lot of them don't even have the clothes that you think they have. They're just they just have them temporarily before they have to give them back. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta be honest. Sometimes I feel like a lot of black folks are are going broke trying to pretend to live a lifestyle that they don't actually have. And that factors into this conversation because I think ultimately black folks are always interested in impressing other people instead of being impressive. We're focusing on showing everybody else how much we have instead of just accumulating wealth. And so when I think about the collective of black folks, I'm like, this is a mindset thing. Our mindset is the thing that has to change before we can even focus on the material stuff because I don't care how many pictures you post of you with a luxury bag. That doesn't change the, the reality of your lived experiences. And it certainly doesn't change the reality of the majority of black folks, which is that a lot of us are broke. A lot of us are not coming from money. And you know, I, and this is where I get into the conversation of, we need to focus on movements that actually move the needle because it doesn't really move the needle for black folks to flex things that, they, that everybody knows they went broke trying to afford. It doesn't move the needle. People are very much aware that black folks can have riches, that black folks can have nice things. Right. Like a lot of African-American culture is showing that off. People are aware. So I don't really. Granted, we got to talk about how there's always been a bourgeoisie elite class of black folks, the talented 10th, as they call it. That's always existed. So who are we trying to prove this to? If you're trying to change the image of Black women into saying that, oh, we're not just broke. We're not just in the ghetto. We're not just baby mamas. We're also, you know, doing luxury things and we're, you know, driving designer cars and stuff. And I'm like, who are you trying to prove this to? If Black folks already knew this, because we did, who exactly is benefiting from this? And what is the purpose? What is the real reason? And I honestly feel like sometimes y'all are trying to prove this to white people you're trying to get acceptance from white people by saying, see, look, we can also be rich. We can also do the same things that you're doing. And it's like, what made you think white people didn't know that? They know. They just look at the statistics and see that it's rare. So it's, it's weird if the statistics are not matching up with what's happening in, on social media. If everybody flexing some shit that they know that they don't have and we go to the data and we see that African Americans in general are not doing very well financially, we can put two and two together and figure out that somebody lying. So I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the reality is social media is not real and everybody knows that. So posting on social media about the stuff that you supposedly have does not change the material conditions of most black folks. So it's kind of hard for us to be like, yeah, this is going to really push the needle. This is going to move the needle. This is going to really get things going. And I'm like, get things things going in what regard? In what regard? Like, we know the stats. The stats are not positive you know, white people love a good stat. They love a good stat about black people. So unless we're changing those statistics, them luxury bags ain't doing much. It's not. And those posts already existed, by the way. That's the funny thing. If we're talking about people showing off the things that they have, those posts were already happening. Those posts of black women, you know, talking about living in their luxurious, you know, penthouse apartment, that was already happening. So like Unless you're trying to convince us that, like, this is going to be something uniquely different than what we've ever seen. Social media is already about flexing what you have or what you don't have. It's already about showing off. It's already about getting brand deals and endorsements. So, like, these posts with black women already existed. Black women were already influencers in the space anyway. So, just creating a hashtag is not, it's just a very superficial response to a very deep, complicated problem in America. So, anyway, um... I want to point out this too, part of the reason why I don't don't understand that this movement is a real solution, I can't take it seriously, is how is it that the same group of women, and typically it is the same group of women, the same group of women who are anti-feminist and they're anti-social justice warrior, quote unquote, they hate social justice warriors. How is it your initial response to a deep, complex problem is activism? No one can explain that to me. How is it that when y'all are experiencing some sort of collective issue that you care about, you decide to make a movement out of it? Out of some shit that was already happening? I'm confused. Like, how exactly am I supposed to take y'all seriously when you engage in the same sort of behavior that you're criticizing? And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's wrong to do these things. I'm just saying it's hypocritical. It's hypocritical to be complaining about feminists and saying that they don't help anyone and they're a liability. But then you turn around and do what? Create a movement. An online movement at that. Okay. with none of the mobilizing power. And then um, I also wanted to point out too, part of the movement that I don't understand is that you know we can see statistics, right? You know that like, we know that the majority of black folks can't afford the lifestyle that they're living. And this is just an American problem. A lot of Americans are consuming things and living a lifestyle that they really can't afford. So this is not just black people. But in this context, we're talking about black folks. If we can look at the stats and see that the majority of black folks are not really able to afford that kind of stuff, then we can conclude that luxury goods were not meant to include us, right? because there's a price range for luxury goods and services. You can't make luxury mean whatever you want it to mean. It's not an amorphous term. The luxury goods and services market is very specific. High end goods and services that people are trying to purchase. High end, right? So if we know this, and we know it's priced the way that it is, wouldn't it be fair to say it's priced out of the range of most black people for a reason? When we think about purses and cars and things that are like, you know, tangible items you can purchase, we do, y'all do know that it's called a luxury because most people can't afford it. It's intentionally priced out of the range of what most black people can afford. It's intended to be exclusionary. So if we know that, then how are we creating a movement that's supposed to benefit all people that's inherently exclusionary? It's confusing, isn't it? Because if you're trying to make the argument that the positive promotion of all these luxury black girls is supposed to benefit all black women, it's a hard sell if most black women can't even participate. It's supposed to benefit all black women, but all black women can't participate in a luxury black girl trend. How does that work? Now, they'll tell you, oh, well, it's because we're changing the image of black women. It's like, so you're changing the image of all black women from being broke to being rich. Doesn't that leave a bunch of black women on the margins anyway? Because even if you aren't wealthy and you're not broke, but you're middle class, that doesn't mean that you're just going to drop a bunch of money on exotic locations. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're going to be left out. You are, because that's the point of luxury goods and services. Most Black women will never be able to participate. Most Black women are just going to have to sit, like, and retweet your posts. Most Black women are not going to be involved in this trend. They're just going to be ooing and awing over you. And you know that, don't you? You know that. You know that most Black women will never be able to have what you're having and you're aware of it and it does not change your mind because you want to create a movement that centers the small percentage of black folks and trying to sell it as if it does something for literally anybody else other than you. You're the one getting the attention, you're the one getting the brand deals, you're the one getting seen and noticed, and you're the one getting like you're the one getting that affirmation. And that may make you feel good, but you centered yourself in a whole movement. You created a whole movement so that you could feel good about being rich because you hate being associated with poor black people. And it's like Poor black folks have always existed, will always exist. The majority of us won't be rich because of all races, everybody in the race is not wealthy. It's capitalism, there's winners and losers. You can't have a winner if the majority ain't losing. So I'm going to conclude that y'all are creating a whole movement Centering wealthy black women, understanding how rare it is because you want to feel good about being a wealthy black woman in non-black spaces and you want to feel justified and you want to feel like white people won't look at you in a negative way and just associate associate you with poor black folks. But unfortunately, they will. Posting on social media is not going to change that. It's a superficial solution. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, do you realize that people are not holding you out for no reason they're they're exclusionary towards you because the the literally the luxury market is priced out of the range of black people intentionally so like some of these luxury brands will shift the way that they're marketing so that they can't market towards black folks when a bunch of black people start buying their product they think it's a downgrade of their product y'all know that though right so i don't know like i said i just think it's a it's an exclusionary practice and you're doing it intentionally And I think it's a little narcissistic. It's a little narcissistic for y'all to think you're being some weird activist and changing the game and being revolutionary by creating a whole movement that centers women exactly like you. That's very strange. At least the social justice activists, they understand the concept of making sure things can benefit all Black people. Like it or love it, they're trying to include as many Black people as possible. So queer, trans, gay, straight, they're trying to include everyone into the conversation. Y'all are trying to keep out everyone in the conversation, except for black women who look, act, talk, think, and can purchase like you. And that's a huge issue to me because that don't benefit all black women. It only benefits you. But let's talk about um, what the lower end black women get out this arrangement. What do the lower black women, the women on the lower end brackets of income, what do they get? They get to look forward to seeing your life is as aspirational. They will see the black women who have the money to buy these luxury items, even if they can't afford to do it often. They will see those black women and they'll see that you post the highlight reels and the specific moments of your life that make you look super rich and super grand. And so they will begin to see you as aspirational. They'll begin to aspire to someone else's life and be like, wow, she makes all this money. She's doing all these incredible things. Oh, wow, look at that bag. Look at that car. Look at her man. He's so rich. And you're thinking, because you have a superficial understanding of human psychology, that that's going to be a great thing for all women. But it's not, because you are normalizing Black women's escapism. I hate it. This is a deeper issue, too, that nobody talks about. Black women love to escape and run from their problems, myself included. We do all of this stuff to get away from our core selves because we know we don't feel at ease. We know we struggle with mental illness. A lot of us struggle with our weight. A lot of us are struggling mentally in general, no matter what income bracket that you're in. And so what you're doing is you're encouraging lower class black women to identify with you and say, well, she's winning. So that means we're all winning. No, it doesn't, sweetheart. She's winning. So that means that she's winning. One random black person winning at life does not mean anything for you. (laughs) You are normalizing that lower class black woman's escapism. She's fantasizing about living your life. And that encourages what? parasocial relationships where black women feel so invested into the lives of other black women. They don't know that they start to engage in toxic behaviors. It's seriously, they form these parasocial relationships where they identify with you as a luxurious black girl, but you don't identify with them. And that's the T you are the ones, the lower class black girls are identifying with the Lori Harvey's of the community. Aren't you? But does Lori Harvey see herself in you? When she sees your post of you on social media with a bonnet, is she, wow, that's just a black girl like me. Does she think that? Or does she think, ew, a black bitch in a bonnet, gross. Such lower class bird behavior. I'm better than her. What do you think she's thinking? The same luxurious black girls who are encouraging you to post, encouraging you to support them as they post pictures of them doing luxurious things that you can't afford. I want you to think about how they see you because class is a big issue in the black community and it's becoming such a big issue. I talked about this last year, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get way, way, way worse. And I'm going to cover it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Don't you worry. But I, I want to talk about that, that escapism and what that does to black women. I think a lot of the things that we do are escapism. The obsession with social justice. Meanwhile, we're miserable. We have poor mental health and we're not doing well in real life. But we're constantly posting about Black Lives Matter and posting about all these horrible things happening to people all around the world. But we can't even figure our own shit out. We can't run our own household, but we're trying to tell white people how to run a whole system. We can't even make up our beds, but we try to change the world. Like, Jordan Peterson was right about that. He, that motherfucker was spitting. <laughs> he was spitting. And y'all know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Peterson, but that's the real fans know. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say... He was spitting when he said that because that's just true. That's true as hell. When I was so focused on social justice back in the earlier days of faith before more than potential was a thing, I was so obsessed with like social justice and, and trying to preach about different things, but I wasn't living my life. I was so busy preaching that I wasn't walking the walk. I wasn't literally espousing. I wasn't living the views that I was espousing. I wasn't putting it into practice. And so in my personal life, I was miserable. But I was using social justice as a form of escapism because I didn't want to fix my life. I wanted to fix a system because I thought the system would fix my life. And that's not how it works. You got to fix your life. You got to get your shit together before you can tell anybody else what to do with themselves. And that's on period. Okay. Some of the escapism is obsessive social media content. Y'all are obsessing over social media because you're justifying your social media consumption. But I'm telling you right now, social media is not going to be the answer to real world problems. It's not the answer. It's probably going to exacerbate the problem. Y'all can't get off social media. You spend all your time here complaining and you know what's messing with your mental health. You know it is ruining your mental. You know that it's causing you to be anxious and depressed and comparing yourself to the next bitch. You know this, but you don't care because you're literally addicted. It's a form of escapism. Y'all use getting with men as a form of escapism and a form of self-harm. You get with these dusties and these losers, these broke dudes and these black men who don't do shit for you because you want to feel something. You want to feel loved. You want to feel cared for. You want to feel understood. And so if you want to feel desired, the closest thing you can get to that is having a man have sex with you in his bed, in his little dorm room, and he kick you out. I'm just talking about escapism because listen, I'm not here to shame you. I'm just here to be honest about the toxic mindset that a lot of black people have. This ain't on some fake woke shit. This is some real shit on some real shit. We got to confront the fact that our mindset is all fucked up, but you trying to solve real problems with fake solutions. That's not, it's a fake solution. Y'all it is. The real solution is counteracting the bullshit with some truth being introspective, looking at ourselves honestly and truthfully and being like, you know what? There's a deeper problem. Why is it that we're so obsessed with social media? Why is it? And I can understand why you would be tempted to try and solve traditional media's problems with social media. But the only answer to a systemic issue like the negative portrayal of black women is for each individual black woman to keep herself, her head held high, to keep yourself up, have yourself looking good and feeling good, feeling confident, Get off social media and work on your shit in real life. Because posting shit on social media ain't going to take away from that pain that you're experiencing. The shit that's making you act out, sabotage your relationships and everything good happening to you. Yeah, social media not going to solve that. It's not. The best thing you can do for the collective image of black women is to be a good example in your community. Period. That's what you need to start with. All the other shit is, is like... um fake and phony is not real change. It's not real change. The best thing black women could all could ever do for themselves is to make those changes in real life. Social media is not real and people know it's not real. They can look at the stats and be like, yeah, these bitches broke. They know you think people didn't see that folks was buying big boxes of of Louis Vuitton in bulk. They were buying Gucci Louis Vuitton bags and boxes in bulk so they could take pictures of themselves with the empty box. You think people don't know that? They know this shit is fake. They know. So stop trying to pretend as if that's the solution. It's not. People people are clocking y'all day in and day out saying your shit's fake. Your lifestyle's fake. Everything's fake. So the only solution is to be real. Um, but I wanted to double back to something I was saying earlier. When we talk about some of the mindsets that's actually part of the reason why we're getting held back as black women and some of the things that are more of the deeply rooted issues that I'm noticing, if we're, li- if we're thinking about how black women are portrayed in media and some mindsets and some core issues that we need to attack. One thing at the root we have to attack is anti-intellectualism. Now, y'all going to be mad about what I'm about to say, but it needs to be said, because here's the thing, right? The anti-intellectualism is coming from this fanatic behavior from black women. And what I mean by this is y'all will take an ideology like hypergamy, like femininity, like social justice and leftism, and y'all will just go full steam ahead. Y'all do it with religion, too, to the point where it blinds you to it keeps you blinded to your blind spots. You can't you can't see what you're missing because you're so laser focused. And I can appreciate your hard work and your diligence and your persistence. But where I'm having a problem with is we can't even have an honest conversation no more with black women. Most black women are so emotional they can't handle it. If I want to sit here and talk to you about the real problems that I'm seeing with these hypergamy movements, these femininity movements, this weird black girls in luxury movement that seems like a reactionary thing. It doesn't seem legitimate. It seems like a bunch of fluff to me. Woo! The way that black women struck out at me, like vipers. And I couldn't understand it because I'm like, y'all, I'm actually providing a very valid critique here. Um, It's not that black women don't deserve luxury things. And this is not even an anti-capitalist argument. This is just from the perspective of a black woman who's really focused on mental health and well-being. I don't think encouraging more social media is the answer. It seems like a really like half-baked solution to a problem that's deeply rooted in a lot of psychology, a lot of systemic stuff. And so if we can't figure it out via the system. That means as individuals, we're going to have to tackle this on a different level. But people are not ready for that conversation because they still think in this collective hive mind, which is a huge part of this problem. Your anti-intellectualism is coming from this need to fanatically defend every ideology. Y'all take a doctrine, an ideology, and a principle and turn it into a fucking religion. And you need to stop it. Black girl in luxury, how the fuck did y'all turn that into a fucking religion? Me criticizing something is not the same as me saying it doesn't deserve to exist. Me being critical, being balanced, being looking at different things from different angles and different perspectives is the way of seeing the world for what it really is. I'm not trying to be led by an ideology. And black women, when you stop thinking in a collective hive mind and just seek to defend and strike out at anyone who challenges your mind frame, you will be in a much better position because y'all can't elevate because you so focused on taking down the next bitch because she thinks differently than you. That don't make no sense. If anything, I'm trying to help you elevate. I'm trying to show you your blind spots and saying, hey, listen, I understand you want to promote black women living better. And I think we should do that. But here are some blind spots. Here are some things that if you don't figure this out, it's going to ruin whatever it is you're trying to do. Honestly, honestly, sincerely, but y'all not ready for that conversation. You do the same thing with social justice that you do with hypergamy, that you do with femininity, that you do with black girls and luxury. It's all the same shit to me. Y'all think y'all so much better than the next bitch, but you're doing the same thing the bitch doing. Y'all attacking and harassing and bullying and defending bullshit. But since we're on the subject before I get to the bullying and harassment that some of the girls in this black girl and luxury movement are doing, I'm going to address something. One thing that I find exceptionally annoying in the black community and black women, I'm talking to y'all directly. I don't know where y'all get off thinking that you are better than the next bitch. I don't know. Because some of the stuff that y'all say, it's like y'all are regurgitating conservative talking points and rebranding it as if you're woke and and enlightened and that you're better than the next woman. But it's like the stuff that y'all are saying I've heard before better by white people. So I'm confused. You got to you gotta really think about this. I know some people are going to be mad at what I'm saying, but the, it needs to be said. There's this new brand. I'm going to call it the Candace Owens effect, where black women are just coming out the woodworks saying conservative talking points and branding themselves as being truth tellers and being super woke. And they're just telling it like it is. And they're holding people accountable. And I'm like, y'all, there are very valid arguments against what you're saying and I also think it's kind of strange that y'all are like controlled opposition the stuff that y'all are saying I've heard before better by white people so if you're supposed to brand yourself as being a truth teller and as being an independent thinker but I've heard these talking points before like 10 years ago I'm sorry but it's giving sheep it's giving we're not independent thinkers we're just contrarian and I have a real problem with that I do I'm about to play y'all an example of some shit that I heard this is the type of contrarian type of thinking that I hear all the time. And it's just, it's got to stop black women. I'm going to show you yourself. I'm going to show you exactly how y'all sound to me.
0: The thing I got called was anti-black. Called me anti-black because I said something was ghetto. Now, this was either on the video when I was talking about the wigs or I was talking about the bonnets, which is like every video. <laughs> but all jokes aside, I do not allow that type of ignorance on this channel. Nowhere near, no, no, not here. One of my pet peeves is when black people, especially women, correlate certain negative words with themselves. If I say something is ghetto, I am not talking about black people. There are all races of people in the ghetto and in the hood. Have you never seen 8 Mile? All jokes aside, oppression warriors irk my soul with this one. If I say upper echelon and proper, They immediately think white, but I say hood, ratchet, and ghetto, they immediately correlate that with black people. And it's just like, this is just not the channel for you. Please go look up a tutorial to the twerkelator challenge for TikTok or something, something in your lane. Because these are the people that scream racist when white people have the same thought process as them, but they fail to realize that it starts with us. I had a woman in my comment section talking about, wow i'm filipino and i
1: wear my bonnets outside does that mean i'm ratchet okay so i'm gonna stop her there first and foremost y'all this this was from a a youtuber named ada rose i don't know how this ended up on my feed i don't know how y'all i really don't know how but i thought it would be a good time to address it anyway y'all y'all know how tired i am imagine how tired i am I'm sick and tired of black women talking about they truth tellers. They just telling it like it is, and everybody else is just butt hurt and sensitive. But it's like, ma'am, what you're saying is anti-black. Period. It is like, and it's black women doing this to each other. That's what's so disgusting. Like, listen, you may not like people wearing bonnets, but one thing that's really annoying to me is the way that y'all will bully other black women for wearing bonnets, but you do not bully other races for being low class. You don't. You don't bully other races of women for being low class the way that you bully black women because you you know you wouldn't get away with it. And I want to talk about it. What is it? Why is it that for whatever reason y'all will say stupid stuff that we could easily disprove and be like well when I say something's ghetto like I'm not saying it just about black women. I'm just saying it about anyone who participates in that behavior. But you only criticize black women. I don't see y'all criticizing non-black women, hardly ever. Y'all know who to try and you know who to leave alone. And you know, I just, I think this is a real conversation that has to be had because what I'm noticing is the same sort of mindset that the black girl in luxury movement has about any black woman who doesn't live in luxury, despite that being the majority, is the same things that this girl is saying. Like, how are you gonna sit here and, <laughs> and say that you're not being anti-black, you're just anti-ghetto. But the twerkulator challenge that you just referenced was to black women. Think about that. You just referenced only black women being ghetto, but then told us, if we take it offensively that you use the word ghetto, it's because we're assuming that the ghetto is a racialized term, which it, which it is. Ghetto has always been a racialized term granted we're not talking about jewish people right now in the american context we're talking about how the word ghetto and the word hood and ratchet has been racialized which it absolutely was it absolutely was and still is you cannot put that onus on people who are consuming your content and would find it offensive because you yourself are racializing the term notice how she she mentioned what one filipino woman who wore a bonnet as an example of being ghetto and I'm like, so a Filipino woman wore a hat. She wore a hat is what you're saying. And because she did something that's stereotypically considered black, that makes her ghetto. I just want to point out the flaws in this argument. So you are inherently racializing something that you're claiming shouldn't be racialized and isn't, but it absolutely is. And you did it yourself multiple times. And oh, if you listen to the rest of um, her video she is openly talking about how she's Nigerian and like, you know, I guess trying to show that African-Americans are the ones who are lost and Nigerian women have common sense. And I'm like, are you serious? Are we going to bring in the diaspora wars in here in the, in this too? And somebody even called her out for this in the comments. They were like, listen, African-American women may have their issues, but Nigerian women are not necessarily better I mean, you're acting as if black women wearing weaves and wigs is specifically an African-American problem, but that's not true. That's not true for Nigerian women. And of course the woman was completely gaslighting the fuck out of her. Ada Rose was gaslighting the fuck out of this commenter. And I'm like, that's the problem I'm having. Y'all are comparing yourselves to black women who you think you are, le- who you think are less than you and saying that, look how great I am. Oh, look how bougie and elite and high class and I'm in a part of the upper echelon. No, you're not. You're on YouTube. That's how I know you're not a part of the upper echelon. You're not a part of the upper echelon if you're on YouTube. You're not. <laughs> I'm just, sorry. I'm sorry. Like, but this is how y'all sound. It's like, this is a weird status climbing, social climbing stuff. Otherwise you would know that like this kind of behavior is not acceptable in most circles. So I'm like, what are you doing? Who are you trying to prove? You you think that talking proper Using proper, quote quote, unquote, talking proper, using proper English and all of these things makes you a better class of woman than the average black woman. And that's how you become contrarian. That's how you separate yourself from the other black women because I'm not gutter. I'm not ghetto like them. I'm not wearing a bonnet. And it's like, y'all do understand that y'all are comparing yourself to other black women. But if you were to take yourself out of this scenario and compete with other non-black women, you would find that you lose in most cases. And it's not your fault, but I'm just pointing out that like the mindset that you have can also be applied to you. The mindset that you're comparing other, you know, quote unquote, low class black women who participate in non-respectable behaviors, that same mindset can be applied to you. You have a hierarchical mindset, but everybody wants to be hierarchical until they realize they're on the losing end. At some point, you're on the losing end. That's how hierarchy works. You're not at the top. And not because you're black, but mostly because of your socioeconomic status, mostly because of the lack of pedigree that most of you have. But a lot of you talk as if wearing makeup and wearing your natural hair and posing with a luxury bag makes you upper echelon in comparison to the average black woman. And I can tell that you get your self-esteem from that, that your self-esteem is derived from that based on how you talk. Y'all don't ever point out low-class black women of other races. It's only black women. And that's because that's where you get your self-esteem from. Bullying and harassing black women that you think are lower class, that you don't want to be associated with, and you think by so- showcasing to a white society, "Hey, white society, I'm not like that black girl. I'm bougie. I'm elevated. I'm I'm high value. Don't don't affiliate with me with them. That that means something." And I just find that to be so problematic. And the fact that ethnicity gets wrapped into this too, how African American women have become synonymous with low grade behavior with low-class behavior, with ghetto behavior. It's just so disrespectful. It really is. I can talk about that, and there's a whole podcast episode coming up about the diaspora war. I'm just pointing out how disrespectful it is to me, in all honesty. As an African-American woman, I find that to be absurd. But before I move on to the next topic, I just wanted to add that, yes, the reason why I feel more strongly about this issue is because of the bullying harassment I've gotten from the quote-unquote black girls in hypergamy, black girls in uh, luxury, The black girls in luxury are incredibly disrespectful. And despite the fact that I often espouse some of the same views that they have, some of their views I agree with, some of them I don't. As with most, you know, ideologies or most um, concepts, I will take what I need and toss away the rest. But since they couldn't see past that because of a bonnet, they proceeded to bully me and harass me and ironically become colorist, ironically become futurist. Ain't it interesting how black women often perpetuate the same harmful um, systems that affect them against, and they wield it against black women they perceive are lower class. Ain't it funny how that works? Ain't it funny how the whole point of the black girl in luxury movement and some of these reactionary movements like hypergamy and femininity for black women is to counteract the negative portrayal of black women, to counteract the anti-blackness that black women experience to counteract the fact that black women are bullied for their darker skin from, uh, and bullied and masculinized by media and by people in their real life. And we are targeted for our features and our hair. But then the second that you think you are better than another black woman, you are quick to become colorist, to become anti-black and all these other things that you supposedly are fighting against. And it's like, so wait, Are you are you really trying to elevate all black women or are you really just trying to separate yourself from all black women? You want to be the distinction. I'm telling you, the older I get, the more I'm taking a step back to reflect on the pink pill and and the hypergamy and all this other stuff. Because I'm like, y'all just don't like black women. I think at the core of this is a hatred for black women because I only see black women targeting black women over a hat. I don't see that energy for black men and do rags. I don't see that energy for non-black women participating in low-class behavior. No, only black women. Because I think deep down, other black women will sabotage every movement that y'all try to come up with because you hate each other. You want to see each other fail. And most importantly, you don't believe that you deserve nice things. You believe that you have to qualify to be shown respect, to be, to be shown deference by acting and behaving in a certain way. Respect, apparently to you, Is it given? It's earned. And it's earned based on performance. Y'all hate other black women. And you see other black women as inherently low class, inherently low value. So therefore, you don't want to be affiliated with them. The push for this hypergamy femininity content is to get away from other black women. It's not to promote and encourage black women. It's to get away from those dastardly black women that you are embarrassed to be seen by. And we need to be intellectual about this because that's exactly exactly what's happening, y'all. And that's where I find a problem is because so you're trying to promote a movement that ultimately will result in the exclusion of most black women because you think they're inherently unworthy. Ultimately, that's what you think. That's what you really believe. And a lot of your movements, a lot of your content creators, they deeply feel this about other black women. They have a resentment for other black women. I can name, I could go down the list and I could start to show you all the psychotic behaviors, the narcissistic behaviors of these black women that y'all put on a pedestal because they're promoting these ideologies, how they treat other black women. I'm just, I'm just trying to point this out. And once you stop looking at things from an ideological lens and you take a step back objectively, no matter what way you slice it and dice it, no matter what ideology, no matter what doctrine, no matter what belief, there's an inherent anti-blackness as an undercurrent running through all of them. Um, so, yeah, now that I've talked about the fanatic behavior, I can talk about the bullying. I can talk about the jealousy and the envy. And this is something that I wanted to say earlier, but I had to circle back around to it. One thing that I find very interesting about the Black Girl in Luxury movement is a lot of y'all can only be supported from behind a phone screen. And I know this because I know Black women who are well-to-do, well-off. Some of them, their parents are millionaires. Some of them are millionaires themselves. And you know what they told me? Y'all not going to believe it. Y'all know what they told me? They said that people will gas you up on social media. But these Black women are very careful to not show off what they have. They're doing the opposite of the Black Girl in Luxury movement suggests you want to know why because they know the same black women that are boosting them and gassing them on social media in real life are secret haters they don't like to invite black women or just people in general over to their home to see their designer clothes and designer shoes and to see all the luxury items that they actually have because y'all people do live that lifestyle there are black folks who really live it and the black folks who really live it are careful because they understand that some of these women are only here to hate on you some of the things that other black women have said has shown them that they can't be trusted because there's a secret level of envy and jealousy. And that's the problem. When you create a whole movement around promoting a specific percentage of people, like less than 1% of black women, because that's, that's a lot of people, but it's not a whole, whole lot in comparison, But when you're creating a movement to promote less than 1% of the population, when you create a movement that's intentionally supposed to be exclusionary, you're promoting what? Jealousy, envy, contempt. Because the whole point is you need to get like us. This is aspirational, right? When you see me in my luxury bag with my white man taking me around the world, that's supposed to be aspirational, right? Because you too can have this. You too can be just like me, knowing damn well the majority of the women watching you will never have what you have. It's promoting jealousy. It's promoting envy. And as a result, what you're going to find is the same black women who are trying to to bully me over not being a luxurious black girl will turn around and bully a black woman in real life who actually has those things. Everybody's not flexing. Everybody's not going broke trying to have the next trendy thing, the next trendy bag, the, the best laid wig. Some people got it like that naturally. Some people been had it like that. Some people are are self-made millionaires. So what ends up happening is that y'all end up basically pushing away black women like me who could support you but are really turned off by your bullying online and your and your anti-black behavior and how disrespectful you are to black women who you think you don't even know for sure, but you think don't represent your values. But you're also rude and disrespectful and envious and jealous and hateful, spiteful towards black women who actually have it, who actually got it like that. See, I can see past the fake bullshit that y'all are doing with Lori Harvey and other really pretty black women like Normani. Y'all are low-key jealous and spiteful as hell. Because the second that black woman actually gets put on and gets successful and starts getting attention, all of a sudden she's all sorts of hoes and sluts. And all of a sudden, right, it's a black woman and she's like, well, she's not all that. She's not all that popular. Oh, well, I don't know. I just feel like she's not working hard enough. Or I don't know. What's wrong with Normani's team? I start to see a lot of the bitterness and the jealousy come out in black women when you actually get the attention that you deserve. Then it's a whole different subject. Then you start to see how they lash out and attack you. But I don't know what's worse, being that girl TM and starting to see how the black woman who claim that they want to see black women in excellence turn on you when you start to demonstrate that excellence or when you're somebody like me or Lizzo who actually gets fame and gets attention and gets noticed and gets respect that you feel like we don't deserve because you don't respect us. And I wanted to talk about Lizzo because I thought that was a perfect example. Lizzo is a rich, big black woman. Okay? She's not even that big, but whatever. She's a rich, plus-size black woman. And y'all hate the fact that she has attention. Y'all hate the fact that she has all these awards. You hate the fact that white society seems to somewhat like her. She's unproblematic. She doesn't really seem to be in drama. I I mean, honestly, there's nothing to really dislike about Lizzo. And I truly think some of y'all hate that. Some of y'all hate the fact that there's black women like Cardi B, like, you know, um... I don't know, like Lizzo, like myself, who people seem to appreciate for who we are. And like, that bothers y'all. That deeply bothers you because you want to claim that you support all black women, you support luxurious black girls, that you support us in luxury and and femininity and all these other things until it's a black woman that you are embarrassed by and you think are embarrassing to black women. And what happens is you start to call us mammies because I've been called a mammy. I've been called a mule. I've been called all these things. And it's like, That's so interesting. Y'all did the same thing to to Lizzo because she's great and she's achieving great things in her own merit, but y'all don't think she deserves it because you don't think her image or aesthetic matches the luxury movement. You see how problematic this is starting to sound? Y'all should be loving it. The fact that Lizzo is promoting a healthy lifestyle and is vegan and is rich and showing herself dressed up in nice things. But Lizzo also balances it by showing us in her workout clothes, by showing us in her moo dress when she's at home, minding her business, showing off her natural beauty. She's not wearing a fake wig with some horse hair all the time. You should enjoy that. You should enjoy that she's showing her natural beauty. But no, you don't like that because she's not the type of black woman that you want to be represented by. Because here's the thing. Inherently, the luxury black girl aesthetic is typically fat phobic, queer phobic. It's anti-black. There's plenty of black folks who are queer. There's plenty of black folks who are fat. that, That doesn't mean that they don't deserve to live in luxury. That doesn't mean that they don't deserve to have nice things. And it certainly doesn't mean that they deserve to be called hateful, racialized slurs because you're embarrassed by them. That's fucked up. Because if the movement was really about elevating black women, it wouldn't matter what she looked like. You would just be happy for her and keep your fucking mouth closed. But you can't do that because you're hateful. Movements like this, these online movements, is bullshit to me. It's fucking bullshit. I knew it was bullshit from day one. Because all I could think about is these same bitches are going to turn around and strike down any woman who actually gets what she deserves. Don't matter whether, she, whether she, you think she deserves it or not, whether you think she earned it or not. You want other people to hate black women as much as you hate black women. And that's the truth. And I see it, everybody sees it. Y'all single-handedly made wearing a bonnet a pejorative. And I'm like, nobody else is doing this but black women. Nobody, this is y'all, single-handedly you. And I don't tell me nothing about what Kevin Samuels said because black women support Kevin Samuels. You support when people hate other black women, by the way. So now I don't wanna hear it. I, I, I genuinely don't wanna hear it. Y'all made wearing a bonnet a pejorative. Those so-called bougie black women, the professional bougie black women who think they're better than somebody else. And y'all are not millionaires. Nine times out of ten, y'all not even the millionaires. Y'all the ones talking out the side of your neck, but you don't even have the money to even back up the elitism that you're espousing. Y'all the ones with the problem. Y'all the ones creating this whole toxic narrative around anything that black women do. Anything. But you don't ever keep that energy with non-black people. You don't. I want non-black people to trend for being ghetto and ratchet. I want non-black people to trend for, for wearing bonnets, doing all this stuff. Black women, if you make that trend, if you start to cyber bully them, then I'll retract this statement. But until then, you are anti-black. Most of y'all following this like black girl luxury movement are trash. Not because of the superficial shit that you got on. Not because you wear a bonnet or don't wear a bonnet. Not because you wear a luxury clothes or don't wear luxury clothes. It's because of your attitude. Your attitude is hateful. You are hateful and spiteful people. I'm just being honest. I'm being 150% honest. What makes you a shitty person is your character. It's your integrity. It's how you treat people who you think have less than you. That's what makes you a shitty person. That's what makes you problematic. And I think if we're going to move past some of the negative portrayals of black women, we got to start with what's going on inside. We got to start with what's going on inside, because until y'all realize that every black woman in media, every black woman who gets attention, every black woman on social media is not representative of you, you will not know peace. I don't think every black woman in media represents me. I'm not having this parasocial relationship with every fucking black woman on social media and start to think that they represent me and I represent them. No, we are not one in the same. We are not some collective hive mind. We are not a monolith. All these different portrayals of Black women deserve to exist because all different types of Black women deserve to exist. Not just the ones that you like, not just the ones that you're proud to see, the skinny, dark-skinned Black women with long, natural hair, with the right body shape, who wear the right clothes and aren't seen as ratchet. Not just them, every type of Black woman. Every type of Black woman deserves to exist. Every type of Black woman deserves to be represented, period. Period. And I don't want to hear no back talk because that's true. You can't sit here and say that black women are not a monolith, but then push a monolith because you think that's the answer to racism. No, it's not. The, it's not the solution. That's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm getting heated, guys. And I understand. I'm not trying to yell at you. I'm just very passionate about this subject because I'm sick and tired of the anti-blackness. And this new generation of black chicks, my God. My God, y'all will do everything but fix your attitude, everything but fix the internal shit that's going on. Because for me, the fanatic behavior behind these ideologies, the pseudo-intellectualism, making everything that's this contrarian, that's conservative to be the new end thing, is stupid to me. Like, how were you woke? How were you awakened? How was your third eye open by saying some stuff I heard a white conservative say better 20 years ago? What, 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 is, what is new about this? Just because you're black? Is it the Candace Owens effect? Where everything that black women say, if it's conservative, it's 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 great, it's amazing because it's a black woman saying it? Because these conservative talking points, I've heard. I've heard before, I'm over it. I'm truly over it. I'm truly over this anti-blackness because people never keep the same energy and I'm sick of it. <clears throat> we need to work through that inner stuff because I really wanna know, from, I really wanna know, why is it that so many black women are invested in the failure of other Black women. I really want to know, why is it that so many Black women, in my opinion, have these parasocial relationships with content creators who are promoting dangerous ideologies? Why are so many Black women against being individuals? Why do they all have to be a collective hive mind? Why are we insistent upon enforcing compliance with punitive measures to make sure that all Black women think the same, act the same, walk the walk the same? Why is that? I just, I would really want to know, why is it that we don't take criticism well and justify rightful criticism? Why? These are just questions that I have. Maybe y'all can answer them. I mean, I think I have an idea of what's going on, but I, like I said before, I genuinely think if we are not going to tackle the core issues that are at the heart our negative portrayal in media and some of our negative behaviors then we're not going to see any progress and like i mentioned earlier and this is my final note i really do think that the best path moving forward is to be individuals we need to be comfortable with having our own individual thoughts and ideas we need to be really comfortable challenging not only the status quo but also challenging some of the ideologies we fall into stop falling into echo chambers online Stop just blindly believing content creators and believing people when they tell you something and think about it. Really, really think about if you agree or not. I really, really want us to stop overly identifying with every black woman we see on media to the point where we develop these parasocial relationships. We get overly comfortable and familiar with them. And you know what? That familiarity breeds contempt. I want us to get comfortable with moving like individuals and accepting that every individual black woman deserves to be represented, but also that every individual black woman really deserves to be luxury. She deserves to live that lifestyle. And no matter what she does, she's still valid. Her choices are valid. Her actions are valid. And that has no reflection on you. It's okay to be an individual at the end of the day. It's okay to say, you know what, that's her choice. And good for her, but I'm going to do me over here. And that doesn't make her worse than me, doesn't make her less than me. That just means we're two different people and on, on two completely different paths. I want us to normalize not being so... Fake with our support and only fake and only kind of faking support for certain types of black women, so long as they don't blow up and become super successful. That's, that's what I want to normalize. I, I want to normalize the individualism again because I think that'll start to break up some of this crazy stuff that we're seeing in media about black women. And like I said, the best representation of black women is really being an individual and starting to, to take on that level of personal responsibility in your own life. So not just being superficial and wearing some cute clothes and cute outfits and spending money on a, spending a whole check on some hair and some nails and some lashes, but actually thinking about how you move about in the world, how you represent. Are you being excellent in your character? Not just your looks and appearance, not policing people on bonnets, but actually understanding the principle, which is, are you a good person? Because your interactions with people of all races, if it's positive, if you're known as hardworking, if you're known as being fair, if you're known as being the type of person that can be relied on, that can be counted on to produce excellent work. Not just if you look good, but do you function effectively? That is what will elevate black women. You gotta get beyond the superficial stuff. Being known as a critical thinker, being known to be wise, to assess situations and act appropriately. Not being known to fly off the handle, but to think critically, to consume information critically, to listen before you speak. Those are things, those are attributes, right, that go far beyond just the physical. This is about the spiritual and the personal. This is about how to elevate as a human being. Elevate your consciousness first, and then all the other stuff will follow so anyway, that's all I have to say on this topic. You guys let me know what you think about this topic. How do you feel about the Black Girl and Luxury movement? What are some things that you have noticed? Feel free to DM me on Instagram with your thoughts. That being said, I hope you guys have a good day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.